And welcome back, folks, to what I guess is now the first pod of this season. I know Bennett probably cringes at that. Sorry again for the technical difficulties there, Bennett. Uh, but here we are. We're here with the man who was probably pretty happy after that Jalen Hurts touchdown. Chris Gertz, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, I forgot that you guys recorded one and it just was lost. Yeah, so... Uh, it's a sorted affair. Uh, it won't shock anyone. It was a pickleball miscue. I was scheduled for a uh, scheduled to give a lesson that I forgot about until my client texted me and was like, "Hey, are you still coming to the courts?" As I was on mid pod with Bennett. Yeah, but, you don't like to see that. No, you do not. So I had totally spaced on. I thought I had canceled, uh, but I had not. When I looked through our text message history, I actually had the message still in drafts. Just a classic. Uh, issue and then so here we are so sorry about that Bennett but here we are Chris uh traditions are made to be broken and you are on the first inaugural pod this year what happened with the pod with your brother that you do every year is he still in the slammer or what (laughs) so Ryan uh so that was more of just a uh logistical issue so I um was I just got back from Arizona uh like last week so it was the last Sunday we were driving back so um I just didn't have my podcasting equipment with me that's why I couldn't um record the pod but I think I'm still gonna do a pod with Ryan like we'll just do a mid-season one I haven't told Ryan my team yet for this reason so I still think we're gonna do one it might just be like on week two or week three um but without further ado let's get into it before we get into the fantasy stuff how's life been we missed you at the draft man yeah man it's good we missed being there or I miss being there. I'm sure Ian, Kyle, and Imhoff did as well. But uh, had a wedding for some close friends that we made down here. So we met them through teaching, and then they Beautiful. just become good friends of ours. But life's good, man. Can't complain. I mean, obviously you all know, but our daughter was born back in April, and it's just it's been wonderful. It's really hard to describe, like how much you could love something I, I don't know it's, it's hard to just describe it but now she's developing such a unique personality and <laughs> before the first couple months they're just a blob wrapped in a blanket they eat they go to the bathroom and they sleep you can't really do anything with them but now she she's a crazy little baby so she goes to daycare so he's still working uh this will be her last year yeah, she didn't want to go back, but she'd already signed her contract, and they could pull her license if she didn't go back. So she doesn't want to burn that bridge. Totally. Yeah, but I mean, we get her up in the morning. She she goes a little crazy on her changing mat when we're changing her for the morning, and then she eats. And then when we get home, we just we play on her mat for about fifteen minutes <laughs> for about a half hour, and then. Uh, Okay, that's a flag, dude. You can't hit Jefferson like that. Uh oh. Um, but yeah, then we play, and then we take a nap, and then it's time for dinner, and then the bedtime routine. So I mean, getting to take a nap with her just laying on my chest is one of my favorite Aww. things to do. And I get to feed her her bottle every single night, which I look forward to. But yeah, it's just it's awesome. I mean, it's exhausting. I'm sure. A lot of new responsibility, but uh. Nothing compared to what Sophie has to do. It's it's amazing the sacrifices and everything the mom does for a child. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's interesting. There's this podcast we listen to, Leslie Likes, uh, where they talk a lot about like like women. It's called Two Hot Takes, and they had a 
episode entirely dedicated to pregnancy and uh, man, not for the faint of heart pregnancy, not just the birthing process, but the, like the post and the pre and, um, man, that is a, a arduous process. So shout out to all our women listeners out there, of which there might be zero, but if there are any, yeah. shout out to all of you for being mothers. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Uh, she had her first tailgate experience this last weekend. We went Saw that. we were about a block away from the Gangcock stadium with some of her friends from work uh her uncle had a parking pass and so we just hung out there and watched georgia just slap south carolina in the face over and over and yeah, over brutal. but uh we were all in our buckeye gear i will never i don't care how many gamecock tailgates i go to i'm never putting an sec piece of clothing <laughs> on my body yeah i don't think spears could talk to you again if you did that i don't think it would work man it'd probably burn yeah it just it wouldn't be on brand for you well so how does that go with the maya like you know because i you guys now when you went because you went to the panthers game the week before too right did you bring maya to that as well no so the people we went to their wedding actually they came and watched maya at our house for the day nice it's uh it's just too loud and she can't be out in the sun like that you can't you're not supposed to put sunscreen on them for the first six months just the stuff they can absorb through their skin i guess i don't know but so she stayed at home so yeah we went to the wedding had to leave her for the weekend and the next weekend we went to the panthers game and man that was a lot of fun except i went with uh four was it four no three other browns fans my buddy phil and his wife were supposed to go another guy i met down here joe knows him um but he got covid saturday before the game so uh, they had to bail, but we went to Zito's. I don't know if you ever met the Zito's. Yeah, I met Zito. Yeah, yeah, back in yeah. OSU. So the Browns fans, and then um, I started talking shit when we took the lead, and it didn't last long. No, it did not, man. We will we'll dedicate a whole segment to the Panthers because I uh, obviously am, am deeply invested in their success. But before we get to that, uh, any other Maya, any any fun facts or any tips for us? I mean, we got a lot of engaged folks here, a couple married folks. Um, any tips for this dads that you think we should keep in mind? Uh, biggest tip that you think we should keep? Do anything you can to help your significant other, your wife, your girlfriend, whatever the situation may be. Uh, make them priority number one. And then, I mean, the baby's priority number one, but sacrifice whatever you got to sacrifice in order to uh, help them out. Make sure they have time to do whatever they need because when when they're born the baby needs to eat every three hours at the most so after eating and they're learning to breastfeed it sometimes can take up to an hour to complete a feed and that means the next one starts in two hours so they might get a chance to sleep for an hour hour and a half and yeah that's that's for for months so uh, just do whatever you can to help them. And one of the biggest things that surprised me is all the, the dishes that come with having a baby now. Oh, that's a good Especially one. with daycare, all the bottles. There's three to four bottles. Each bottle has like five parts. And then all the pumping stuff, you got to wash it all. And even if you just throw it in the dishwasher, you got to dry it all. So, I mean, don't, don't plan to really do anything during the week, but just hang out with the family and take care of business. Yeah, I mean, that is, even from, like, my coworkers, that is just the most common thing I hear in terms of, like, time management is, yeah, there's just, like, anytime anyone asks, like, whoa, what do you do in your free time? It's like, I have two kids below the ages of three. I I don't do anything. I literally don't do anything else. Uh, Well, there you go, man. That's really heartwarming. Heartwarming. Yep. Amen, brother. Heartwarming way to start a pod. Um, 
And I'm sure that'll be the most wholesome part of this pod. It's about to get a lot uh, rougher for the folks. But um, before we get into that, I know you wanted to hear a little bit about the draft. I know we deeply missed you. You were able to draft an excellent team remotely. Did you have any trouble locking in or were you you great? Were you ready to go that morning? I was locked in at draft time, yeah. (laughs) And then it it turned into a two-hour delay with first just the the different stages where, okay, yeah, he's just, he overslept a little bit, whatever. Then 30 minutes pass and then it's just anger. It's like, what the (laughs) fuck is he doing? What's wrong with you? And then an hour passes and it turns to worry. It's like, uh, <laughs> is he okay? Like I'm, I'm trying to go sleuth, looking up his. I, I didn't do it, but I almost messaged his mom on Facebook. <laughs> his girlfriend on Facebook. I'm trying to find news articles to like link to his address from high school. What well, he wasn't even in the same spot anymore. Like I was just. I was scouring the web for you, Ian Kyle, and you were just drunk and asleep upstairs. Yeah, you know, it, it as rough as it was for you, I can nearly guarantee from like an emotional standpoint, it was rougher over at the house. I mean, it was oh, yeah. a disaster zone. Because, you know, the day of the draft, people are just like giddy. I mean, it's as close as you'll see to like, you know, 28-year-old, 29-year-old men acting like children. Like, it, was, it is childlike, the euphoria you feel. And then equally then, the pouting and the just frustration <laughs> and the temper tantrums that are thrown as we're waiting longer and longer. Um, it wasn't fun, man. It was really a rough affair across the board. Oh, yeah, uh, past that, I mean, I really wanted McCaffrey, so we made that little deal for me to move up to two and then out of nowhere I'm swimming one day in the pool and Ian Kyle texts me and he says I want the number two pick take my first and my third and I mean, it was like 15 minutes of yeah, I can't say no to that yeah I mean that is a hot deal and what's what's so interesting about the Ian Kyle being two hours late is it set off such a de- destiny I trade out of two because I just did not want McCaffrey I really wanted Najee I trade down. If if we had just gone ahead with the draft and auto-drafted Ian Kyle, he would have gotten CMC. Instead, we don't auto-draft. We wait. He takes Eckler. Cup is taken. Tom doesn't take CMC. And then Bennett trades up for Najee. And then I'm at the five spot. And I didn't even, again, I did not even want, I wanted Najee or even Jefferson, but I couldn't fathom McCaffrey falling to six it just like I couldn't look over it Dan was right after me and I couldn't let Dan get McCaffrey it just like broke the efficiency model in my brain I was like I can't let McCaffrey fall to six so then yeah when that happened I was so upset I traded out of it and then I saw my team (laughs) yeah amen I mean hey you you get a one you get a one and a three for to move down what six spots at that point yeah yeah I mean that's a hot deal you got to take it but wow what it what a day it was and you know, I, I think uh, I think going forward, we're just gonna have to implement a rule where after the thirty minute mark, we just go to auto draft because we just need to be consistent. And it was such a disaster trying to like, you know, and like you said too, like it's just bizarre that Ian Kyle did this. I mean, this is the guy who like, I mean, this dude 
drank, man. And so none of us were actually thought that he had just gotten too drunk. Like, we, he's usually rallied before, so. Yeah, it must have just been the, the hour he stayed up till. Yeah, and, you know, we're not as young as we once were. You know, those those synapses just don't fire like they used to, you know? Oh, no. Dude, this weekend was one of the first weekends I haven't just drank IPAs. I just stuck to Miller Lite, and I felt amazing. Yeah, I mean IPAs, dude. That's uh, you're you're good for a, a six pack on a Sunday of IPAs, and that'll that'll do yeah. it, man. That'll put you on the yeah. level. But post Maya, probably not. Probably not so much. Dad's got to be at top top condition these days. Yeah, because uh, we're getting up at the very latest at seven, no matter how late I stay up playing Xbox. Yeah, so you just yep, you got to run the calculation there. Um, yep. But yeah, the draft, we, we dearly missed you, man. And of course, Ian Kyle and Ian Imhoff as well. It was uh, a great draft as always, but it just does it's not the same when we don't have everyone there. It's just, it's just like a little bit of energy is missing, you know? Yeah, hopefully we can get back to it next year. Yep, we'll see. Um, but yeah, so that was the draft. Like I said, we had a good time. Um, certainly, certainly enjoyed Tampa, enjoyed the spot. Great job to Bill and Spears as always. Uh, and curious to see where we go next year. Have you given... Yeah, have you given any thought to where you are? You just gonna do like, hey, we're coming to South Carolina for the baby. If you win, Chris. Uh, no, I haven't really started picking out my places yet. Mm, okay, you're you're one of those don't don't think about it till it's there type guys. I can respect that. Well, no, it's gonna happen. I just haven't really put thought into it yet. Mm, I, I see. Got, I got plenty of time. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, with that out of the way. We have an absolute shitload to cover here. I mean, it's been, you know, we have essentially months of content we usually have covered at this point that you get to unpack. So I think the first thing we got to talk about, I'm sure the league is just chomping at the bit to know, the trade with Tom. Walk us through that. You must have just been giddy. I mean, the the things that have fallen into your lap this year have got to be making you feel very, very proud so far. Yeah, so when I was... In the second round, I always wanted Mark Andrews. Me too. Just something about having that elite tight end it's just takes so much it's the best. stress off of you. It's like, oh, is this guy, like, you'll have a tight end. It's like, okay, he got six points, good enough to stay on the radar, good enough to stay on my team, but he's never going to be a difference maker. And just not having to play the waiver wire game for tight end. And But to be honest, that's not who I was going for when I started the conversation with Tom. I wanted Cup. Oh, um, you're a sap. But uh, he he came to his senses and said, I can't let you have Justin Jefferson and Cup on the same team. Smart, smart. And so uh, we were talking. I thought we were almost there, and he said, let me sleep on it for Cup. And then the next morning, he goes, I'm going to hold on to Cup, but how about Goddard and Patterson for Mark Andrews? And I was just like, okay, it's sent. Yeah, I mean, that's... very excited. So when you saw that, did you even hesitate, or you're just like, no, okay, next deal's done? Lock it in. No, I wanted it right away. I mean, I have pretty good running back depth. I thought I have no superstar running back at the moment with the way they're playing. Like Javante could be great, but that Broncos offense is a mess. And uh, yeah, I just I wanted Mark Andrews, and so far in Week One, it's looking pretty good. Looks great. Yeah, I mean, I um, gotta be alarming to see. Cordero and Algiers get the same touches out of nowhere like I mean I have Algiers I thought that would be like kind of a you know at best a flex option at week eight um but kind of came out of nowhere splitting touches with Cordero Cordero definitely looked better but uh um, he only had 
one target when they were losing the whole game, which is just crazy. Yeah, it's bizarre with the Falcons because they really... <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but they just run through Drake London. That's their dude. Every, You know, yeah. Kyle Pitts is nowhere to be seen. They can't really run the ball. Mariota's good for an occasional, like, scramble or two. But, yeah, it is... Um, not an offense, like, just not not an offense that I think is going to be, like, a, a powerhouse, you know? No, but they've already uh, looked better than I thought they would the entire That's true. year. So That's true, then. They need to get Kyle Pitts the ball. They do. It's bizarre, man. I mean, if I, what's your what's your panic level on the Kyle Pitts thing? Like, if you're Bill, what, what do you think is running through your mind if you're an owner of Kyle Pitts right now? If I'm Bill, I'm thinking I fucked up the draft again. That's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah, I'm thinking... But not just Kyle Pitts. It's really his whole team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, keeping Juju after what Waddle just did... I mean, there's a real world where Waddle gets more points in that game than Juju has for the next 10 weeks. Oh, yeah. I mean... Especially with the... So, he didn't keep him because Waddle had a preseason injury and was worried about week one... Juju was missing weeks of practice at a time with a sore knee. Yeah. Well, and honestly, too, I've watched a decent amount of Chiefs. Juju's lost. I mean, he's like, you know, <laughs> it was just, he's not really, he's at the point where like he might have two games, two good games, and then everything else is going to be six points or less. There's just like his A dot, like he never, his routes are all like 10 yards and below. He's just kind of like a little check down guy, essentially. Um, yeah, and that's what Mahomes was trying to tell the fantasy community at the start of the year. Yep. Hey, hey you read those tea leaves. Time. So that's tough. I mean, I certainly think that, that that's a tough look. Um, but as you, as you navigate the landscape of teams here, we'll, we'll get to your team in a moment. I, we'll, we'll certainly allow you to uh, to roster bait as we do on the show. But as you examine teams, any, any takes you're brewing on teams you like, teams you don't, teams that you we're really concerned about as a contender or not? Um, I mean, I think the power of keepers is rearing its head already with Imhoff's squad. Incredible. I mean, absolutely and incredible. Again, you talk. No, but this trade is kind of gone under the radar. We can, like you say, unpack this a little bit. But the fact that we let him trade a player that is like not even on his roster with T. Higgins, like you. You have a keeper. Like, I don't understand how the rest of the people were trade eligible, but that's neither here nor there. But he turned that pick from my brother into Amon Ross St. Brown. Yes, great point. And St. Brown looks like a league winner this year. Dude, he's been amazing. I was reading... been unreal. I was reading a piece on St. Brown that was saying he has memorized all 60 players who are drafted ahead of him. I didn't watch Hard Knocks, but that was a big thing. He listed off every wide receiver that was picked ahead of him. I mean, I love that. I mean, that's the type of thing that I want to build my team around a guy like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, some of them, too. I mean, he's naming off Jamar Chase and Waddle, and Devonta Smith had the best college season of all time for a reason. I mean, he's he's not naming off scrubs, but I guess, as NJ would say, he took that personally. Yeah, (laughs) he definitely took that personally. And... I gotta say, I love the Lions as like a, a as a uh, just a story. You know, they've been terrible so long. Dan Campbell's kind of a fun coach, and I kind of have a soft spot in my heart for Jared Goff. I gotta be honest with you. You know? Yeah, I mean, he's just the forgotten kid. I mean, he's an yes. NFL player with a supermodel girlfriend, but <laughs> he, uh, he hasn't been shown much love. No, and I, I like to see them do well. And um, 
Yeah, so I mean, yeah, Ian's team, very dangerous here. There, I would say that, uh, you know, I think the thing that with Ian's team that I, I've, you know, like you're saying is that combination of being able to have like a Jamar Chase and a JT and then a St. Brown it's just like that's a you know and then if like you only essentially need one round between like rounds five through nine if you have one guy that hits you essentially have just a monster team which is what we're staring down the barrel of right now um so he'll definitely be knocking at the door here at the end of the year we'll see how he manages it (laughs) yeah but uh so i like imhoff's team spears built a pretty solid team he did with a he loves him some DeAndre Swift. I gotta give him that. He loves and Swift. Honestly, oh, I've I never mean, been on Swift as much. I but he looks great. Swift looks great he this had year. Ten touches yesterday and had like a hundred yards and a tutty. Yeah, I mean that's that's but, a great uh, day. And then he's got he's got Lamar, which can just win a week every single every single week. Yeah, I gotta like, say I don't know if you watched any of that game, but dude, I did. that Rashad Bateman. Oh. Good job, Bill. That's a nice pick. It was a good pick. Taking that slant to the house, and then Lamar just scampering for a 75, 80-yard touchdown run. Like, he already had 30-something points at that point, it seemed like. Yeah, I, I, I got to be honest. The Watching Lamar do that, it just hurt my feelings so much because I, I will never draft Lamar again after last year. He really, I think, I pinned all of my failures last year on Lamar, whether that's fair or not. Um, that's just how it's going to be. And so watching him just look like an absolute mutant yesterday was, was just, it hurt, it hurt me. I had, like, I couldn't look away, but I wanted to, you know? Yeah. Hey, Eagles fans, the Eagles need to learn the, the fucking rules. That's their second ineligible man downfield on a little flat route. Oh boy. Here we go. They need to tighten up. Look but, at- uh, yeah, it is. And then unfortunately Bennett... Not only did he lose Dak Prescott, but that basically cut yeah. CD Lamb's value in half. I have CD Lamb in my other league, and he's had 11 targets both weeks, but can't really do anything with him. Yeah, CD's tough. He's in a tough spot for sure. I mean, Bennett's team, you know, I played him this week. They gave the old college try, but that's a tough one, too. I mean, you, you lose Dak, so then now you're streaming quarterbacks, which always puts you, you know, like, whenever you stream quarterbacks, it's just very possible to run into exactly what Bennett runs into, where you get seven points. Um, yeah, yeah. And Bennett, do not overspend on Tua. They play Buffalo next week. Little tip mm, for you there. There you go. From a, from a fantasy expert, Chris. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, again, streaming quarterbacks just kind of sucks, especially if you also have to stream tight ends. Just It's just yeah. a lot of, like computations yep. and, and then you're rotating defenses and all of a sudden you haven't acquired any big names but your fab is at 50 percent. exactly that's such a great point and on top of that too it's just like the mental anguish because you're always going to pick the wrong like there's always most likely going to be a qb that outscores on the waiver wire so you're always gonna be like fuck why didn't i pick him and yep. it's just a really difficult like life to live when you're streaming quarterbacks you know yeah, I agree. That's why uh, I spent early for him. Yeah. Even though he probably would have come back because nobody grabbed another quarterback until you took Kyler at yeah. the end of the sixth, and I grabbed Jalen at the beginning of the fifth. That was wild. Yeah, I mean, people just kind of went down. I mean, I I definitely think Kyler, though, I didn't even want Kyler that much. I'm a little nervous about the Cardinals. I mean, they are, like— like you said, your your comment in the group me about Kyler being tuckered out. That one play on that two point conversion 
they calculated he scrambled 85 yards on that one play alone. Yeah. Yeah, um, I saw that. I mean, he played like shit the whole game. Whole and game. turned it on. And, yeah. But they just, I don't know, man. They just extended Kingsbury. I don't know if he's the answer. No, he's not. And the thing is, is like that Kyle, what concerns me about Kyler is there's really nothing like replicatable about what he does. Like, it just, it literally looks like a schoolyard plays. And it's like, it's fun. And occasionally it'll look like it does yesterday, but... There will be six, eight, nine-point performances in Kyler's future. You just can't, like, win at the NFL consistently doing that bullshit, you know? But it is thrilling to watch. It's so fun to watch a little guy run because they, like, he just looks so cute out there. It's the best Yeah, he just, the quick little steps and he just can change direction immediately. It is, like, it is a real joy. Like, regardless of his fantasy output, it is just fun to have him on your team because he is just... There's really no player in the NFL quite... Like, even Lamar looks way different when he runs. He, like, glides. Kyler's just a little mm-hmm. scamper. It's just really cute. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. But, uh, yeah, another thing, I really enjoyed watching my brother put up 68 points week one. Oh, that's, that's, I mean, that plus, I mean, your brother's been a trooper because it looks like you're going to win this week. I mean, back-to-back losses. It's way too early to say that. Yeah, fair enough. But back to, if he goes back-to-back losses on his fantasy team and the Bengals, man, my gosh. Yeah, and real quick before that, you know who he plays week three too? Ian. Yep. Oh, that's a buzzsaw. Yikes. Gertz could yep, be... But yeah, the Bengals, dude, uh, we, they thought... I, I'll say we. I know you guys don't think I'm a Bengals fan anymore, but they. I said they were my second team, but you thought the O-line was fixed, and my brother sent us a, a picture. It was, it's the cold takes exposed on Twitter. Ah, great count. And it was uh, the screenshot of Leo Collins saying, like, your new bodyguards are down. No one's <laughs> going to touch you. <laughs> and okay. he's been sacked 13 times. I mean, it's not all on the O-line, too. I agree. Some of it, he's just trying to make something out of nothing. and He's still young. So he'll figure it out. As Joe Mixon said in his tweet today, when we turn this around, y'all stay where y'all at. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one question for you, though, Chris. On... Mm-hmm. So I've read, and I think it's a good point, you know, certainly the offensive line has issues, but they have also gone against TJ Watt first week and then Micah Parsons in the second week. And I would put Micah Parsons, TJ Watt, and Aaron Donald as the three most impactful defensive players. So do you think there's any validity? I've seen a lot of folks who are like, hey, offensive line is trouble, but we've also gone against two of the three biggest game wreckers in the NFL. Do you think there's any validity yeah, to that? Or yeah. do you think that the... Yeah, yeah, there, there definitely is. And like I said, the Super Bowl hangover. And we'll yeah. see. The Jets will be telling next week. If they can... Ugh move the ball and are good against the Jets, then I think they'll be look. oh, this is a bomb by Hurts. Oh, he's wide open. Touchdown. 50-yard touchdown. To who? That, Alex. To Quez Watkins, not A.J. Brown, sorry. Oh, damn it. That's okay. But he was wide open. 53 yards. Uh, I think that's, let me calculate real quick. Do, 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 do. Oh, that is six points. Oh, boy, Gertz. Here we go. You're only, oh, man. His heart's yeah, got to be. Okay, so I'm 0-7 against my brother all time. So, I really, really want this win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it is... This... Just flipping, like, just the odds, the statistical odds of losing seven matchups against one person. It just, every time, I hadn't scored over 100 points. That, on all seven of the games, you never scored over 100? I might have cracked 100 once. Bennett put the, uh, put the thing in the power rankings 
by like those seven losses, it's a combined losing total of 193 points I've lost by. Good lord, that's a bloodbath. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, but... I have a feeling your brother might be one of trading a couple of those wins he has for this one here, because he, uh, he, yeah, that's a scary place he could be here if he's 0 and 3. I've been there. I was there last year. It's it's a dark place. I was 1 and 5 going into week 7 last year and then oh. I was 6 and 2 on the back half of the year only to lose to my brother in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> man. piss poor performance. Yeah, I mean it's uh but hey, this year brighter brighter days ahead for you. Um any other teams that you've been examining here that pique your interest? You know, I, I feel like there's a few teams like I feel like if I'm thinking of this in tiers, I think you and Ian's team, tier one, just like obvious, clear favorites here. Um, is there anyone else you think after Ian that scares you, or is that about what you're seeing here too? I don't know if it scares me, but I really like Dan's team too. I texted Dan right after the draft because there was four or five occasions. I was like, okay, this is the player I want, and his ADP, he should definitely be there, and then Dan snipes him. So that happened a few times with me, like Kareem Hunt and um, maybe not Kareem Hunt. No, it was Brandon Cooks, Hunter Renfro. I I wanted, if I was going to take a running back, I wanted Derrick Henry. But since I knew Jefferson was going to make it, I was very happy with that. But yeah, yeah so I like Dan's team. He's got good depth. Um, yeah, that's what I would say about Dan's team is it's probably... I don't know if they have the top end. Like, I don't know if they're going to be a lot of weeks where they, like, lead the league in scoring. But the depth to Dan's team is, I mean, you look through it. Even Dotson. I mean, Dotson's had a great start so far this year. Um, I mean, pretty much all six of his players are are startable, which is pretty awesome because all six of his bench players are startable, which is, I don't think there's any other team in the, wor- in the league right now that could say that, you know? Yeah, and as much shit... As I like to give Bill, he's got he's got a solid squad, dude. He does. You're right. Bill's got a great he's squad. Got a solid squad too. Um, I'll never admit to that again. But and then then Spears, like you said, Aaron Jones and Lamar Jackson, they can win him a week every single week. They certainly can. I Lamar, and it's funny. Spears literally when he drafted Lamar, he said, "I had never drafted Lamar in one mock this entire time," and he and he and it was a good decent value where he got him at. Um, I mean that's classic. What Spears? You do like three mocks the night before. Classic, yeah. And then, he, it, dude, we play we play Xbox all the time. And the week before the draft, he wouldn't get on. He said, "I gotta grind." <laughs> <laughs> well, it definitely seemed to pay off. He's got a nice, uh, nice little squad here. Particularly, he's one of the teams that I would say has the deepest RBs across the board. So I feel like a lot of teams. If when I've done my analysis, a lot of teams are pretty thin at RB. Um, a lot of, there, there aren't a lot of teams that have a solid RB1 and 2. And of the teams that even have a solid RB1 and 2, there's usually not a third guy that's raw, like really startable. Um, but he's got Jones, Swift, and Daryl Henderson, who are three very solid dudes. And then he's got great depth with Dylan and Williams. So if either of his guys goes down, he's, he's pretty much just locked in his RB1 and RB2 to be productive, which is a really nice place to be. Yeah, I decided to change up a little bit this year and go less on the RBs. I mean, just Javante. And then I took Brees Hall because he fell to me and there was no receiver that was really jumping out to me. But, um, man, I love – because last year I had Chris Godwin and he was he was great. But I had Kamara too and I'm playing like Tony 
James, there's another deep digs touchdown. Jesus, yeah, dude, he just he has um, he has twenty nine already. Yeah, like I'm playing Kamara went down and I'm playing the backup on and he's not good. Like why? Yeah. Like I just felt obligated to play him. So it's like this year, I'm, I didn't get any handcuffs. If they go down, I'm just gonna pick up some pass catcher on the waiver wire and hope for six points. Yeah, I, I you bring up a great point because I really liked. Um, you know, I, I, I probably had too many uh, this year. I got McCaffrey, and I was so nervous about him that then I took Foreman. But looking back, I think I went too big on, um, like, deep handcuffs where I should have just taken flyers. Because uh, like you said, it's just, like, it's very rarely one-to-one, and, and it's just not really worth it. I, I don't think the values. If they go down, you're fucked anyway, you know? Yeah, I think the only one is Madison. He's the only handcuff yeah. you should have. It's a great point. It's a great point. Um, well, with that being said, so I know we, I wanted to chat a little bit more about, so just NFL takes here, particularly, we got to talk about what is going on with the Panthers. I, and I'm only bringing this up because I have McCaffrey. A lot of people, I know I'm a big Bill Simmons listener. There was some dark horse that the Panthers might be good. They're 0-2. McCaffrey's not getting a lot of touches. DJ Moore's been underperforming somewhat. What's What's been going on with them over there? Yeah, it's like, so we talked a little bit on Sunday, and it's Matt Rule and Ben McAdoo, man. I mean... It's a tough one, too. Nobody expected, nobody expected, and he doesn't need to be great, Baker, that is. Like, he just needs to be able to manage, which he can do, but they're not even giving him a shot. So, like, uh, I sent you that tweet, and they're talking about how Jefferson Cup and all these people are all over the field, the slot, coming out of the backfield, going against linebackers. And then they're like, Matt Rule with DJ Moore would never. Like, <laughs> he, he, just, he only plays the X receiver, and they, they don't move him around to get him plus matchups. He's stupid talented. Nobody's denying that. He's had a 1,000 yards every year. Four, he only gets four touchdowns a year, but... And then McCaffrey, it's like, get that man the ball through the air. Put him in the slot. Run a little uh, Texas route with him right at the middle of the field. Fucking four-speed screens to him. I don't care. Just give him the ball. Yeah. I'm so worried he's going to break down. But, I mean, if they start 0-3, they're not going to care about McCaffrey's health because they're going to be coaching for their jobs. That's – I, Chris, you literally took the words right out of my mouth. Like, I feel like the whole plan of – easing McCaffrey in is fine if you're winning, but Matt Rule does not want to get fired, and he's got to be on the short list of first coaches fired here, right? I mean, the NFC, too, is just so weak that it's just dying for any team to come out of the woodwork, you know? Dude, their conference is so weak. Terrible. The Bucks, the Bucks are so hurt, they're not dominating like they normally do. And the Saints are without Peyton or pretty much mediocre at best. And then you have a Falcons team who, you know, they'll be a fun story, but they're, you know, 6 and 11, maybe 7 and 10, absolute best. Um, That's generous. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just, uh, it's just going to be, it's just why in Carolina, you would think has like probably the most talented squad in that division after Tampa Bay, right? So they just, yeah. I mean, they're they're staring down the barrel of a really bad place. Yeah, because their defense is good too. But it is. Man, Matt Rule and Ben McAdoo are not the answer. Now, yeah, because McAdoo was he? It he was in New York. He was with the Giants, right? 
Yeah, he was the Giants head coach for a little while. Yeah, McAdoo just doesn't look like a leader. Like, I remember, what I remember about McAdoo is he had that slip back hair, and he just was like, I don't, I got bad vibes off McAdoo, just looking at him. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. great. He was, he was talking shit about Baker coming out of the draft, and then now he's his offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works out. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, yeah. So, what what else? What else do you? I got a few other topics here I want to discuss with you. But is there anything yeah. you want to get off your chest? Really here? The only only other thing I want to touch on is just how surprising the Giants have been coming oh out. Oh my like gosh! They they love playing for Brian Dable. They you do. See the way they interact with him on the sidelines. You see the the locker room afterwards. That's nobody's doing that in that rule. No, <laughs> they are Zach certainly Taylor. Not. Yeah, I, I mean, don't like Zach Taylor. Yeah, I still don't like him either is the thing, but I've, you know, I was so dreadfully wrong last year. One of my locks last year was the Bengals under, and then they go to the Super Bowl, so I pretty much shut up about Zach Dude, Taylor. I, I bet the Bengals under six wins and paid Alex in, like, week eight. <laughs> I know. Dude. We ate that one hard, but uh, you are dead on about Dayball, man. They, there's just a, and the thing is, what I really like about the Giants is, like, you know, Dayball could totally do the thing. Like, he didn't draft Daniel Jones. Like, a lot. Like, the Bears right now, they're pretty much just giving up on Justin Fields because he's not Dude, their guy. He's thrown the ball 28 times in two games. Joe Flacco, 41 year old Joe Flacco, has 102 pass attempts through two weeks. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's. I mean, to be fair with Justin, he has. I mean, after Mooney, it's just weave, waiver wire. You wouldn't even, like, have these. You know, there's going to be waiver wire fodder. So, um,. It's tough. Like, he doesn't have a lot of talent, but it is just... Like, I like that Dayball's like, hey, I got Daniel Jones. I'll try... I mean, Daniel Jones is fucking terrible, but um, <laughs> he, he at least tries to make him good. Like, at least, he, you know, I... Um, but my God, yeah. I mean, there's just an energy to Dayball that is just... It's really... It's, if you're a Giants fan, it's, it bodes well for the future regardless of how this year goes, you know? Yep. Yeah. They, uh, they got a lot looking up. Saquon was good. I mean, the Panthers bottled him up because their defense is actually good. It that's is. That's another thing that's so frustrating. Yeah. And, Maybe uh, I'll switch back to being a Bengals fan again. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Bengals and the AFC North, one topic that I just have to bring up. Uh, I'm not sure if you've watched much. I have been watching just because I love Najee um, and also Trubitsky. Man, Trubitsky is bad. Wow. <laughs> I really. Yeah, I mean, the the calls for Kenny Pickett are gonna just get louder and louder, especially if Thursday night does not go well. Yeah, I mean, it's just a great example of like the folly of human thinking because I actually like when they signed him and said Trubitsky was a starter. I like I legitimately in my heart was like, you know, Trubitsky wasn't that bad when he was a Bear. Like in the right system, maybe he could be good. And I've watched the two Steelers games. And he's terrible. Like, I, and it was all coming back to me where I was like, oh my God, I forgot he can't throw the ball to the left side of the field. And oh my God, like, I forgot that sometimes he just throws it to no, like, just like you have no idea where it's going. And it's like, you have no idea what he's seeing. exactly how I felt about Baker. I was like, I talked shit about Baker for four years, but then he goes to the Panthers. And I'm like, well, well he can manage the game. It's not that bad. And then the, we go out there week one, I'm at the game. He fumbles four fucking snaps. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I get it. Very high emotion game. The quarterback position is not one where you want to have that emotion. Like, it just, it gives an edge to, like, Miles Garrett when he has that emotion. But right. the quarterback can't think clearly when he's, when he's like that, especially with Baker's personality. 
But, uh, yeah, I get it. At least Trubisky is not on your team anymore. It's true. I mean, but, yeah, if you're a Steelers fan, it's uh, it's going to be rough sailing. I mean, that Bengals – I mean, in my mind, like, the Bengals are 0-2. But the fact that the Steelers – I mean, the, the Bengals – the turnover count 5-0. Five. To zero. five. Yeah. yeah. I mean <laughs> – Overtime on a field goal at the very last second. I mean, when you were learning the turnover count, losing five, and you can barely win, it's just like there's just no chance. There's no hope for you at that point. You know, like Tomlin might be able to squeak out a non-losing season here, but man, it's gonna be tough. You know, I don't think it'll be too long till we see Kenny Pickett. No, I agree. I, I'd give it the over under. I like if you gave me the over under at, at four weeks, I'd I'd take the, or five weeks, I'd take it. They take the over there or the under. I, I hope Kenny Pickett does that fake slide bullshit he did in college and just gets leveled. Dude, the fake slide stuff I, is so lame. They I think that's the stupidest shit. Now. Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh, I'm I like ninety percent sure Joe can fact check me on that college football go to guy, but uh. That's what it sounds like, yeah. No, oh, that's good. Yeah, that that's the stupidest. They already baby those guys so much. If they get to like exploit that loophole, it's just it's it's just not even fair for the defensive players at that point. No, not at all. Oh, and another thing we didn't talk about in the beginning. I know a lot of people here are friends with PJ, but they're having a baby girl. Oh, I saw that. If you hadn't seen that, yeah. Well, congrats to PJ. Yeah, because they have been have they been married for the same time as you and Sophie? They got married in 2019, so we got married two years before that. Okay, wow. So they, but, I mean, they've been together for, for yeah, years. since high school. Yeah, seriously. Well, congrats, Dave. That, that's a that is a yeah. So I will get to be the the ringleader of the girl crew. Oh, is it going to be a girl? Yeah, they're having a girl. Wow. They just found out. They just called us the other day. Now, does PJ still live in South Carolina? Yeah, him and Cater in Greenville. We're actually going to see him this weekend. Oh, nice. That's great. Yeah, well, the Buckeyes Wisconsin game. Oh, that'll well, be a winning college football team. Go Irish. Oh, God, it's been a—we can spend a little bit of time in the Irish. Really, um, and I don't even know if you saw that Cal game, but Cal damn near tied it up on that Hail Mary, too. I mean, it yeah, really— I, saw, I, I didn't see much of it because uh, we were coming back from uh, the tailgate, and then—I don't know about all of you, but call, or when the NFL season starts with fantasy, I turn into most— the most productive, like, Friday-Saturday person in the world. Oh, I, so I just want to be a g- degenerate on Sundays. So, like, as soon as we got back from the tailgate, I went and did our grocery shopping because I'm like, ah. I'm not doing this on Sunday. It's great. It's yeah, great. And then I'm talking to Sophie. I'm like, what else can I get done today so that tomorrow comes, you, nothing pops up? <laughs> it's smart. You're a smart man. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough to do the, uh, you know, like a chore that comes up on a Sunday, you know, especially if you got a good set of games going or you're at the second half, it's just, it can be a little, it can really, it can really bum you out. You know, it's just good to be productive early on. Yeah, dude. And fucking DirecTV Sunday ticket went out for an hour and a half yesterday. Now, do you have the antennas or are you straight internet? Streaming it from the app. Oh, so you Dude, it's like you have to work for six hours one day a week. I know. Dude. Get your shit together. Well, I was reading that DirecTV, so they're going to lose the rights to that. So they're just like, hey, we, we don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> we're losing this. Amazon's going to buy these rights or Apple or someone. I like, hope Amazon, I really hope Apple doesn't get it because I don't have any Apple products. Ah, um, yeah. I, I don't even know. Can you just buy the Apple streaming service? I'm sure you can. Oh, I'm sure you can, yeah. But if Amazon gets it, I mean, everybody has Prime. Yeah. I, uh... Just go to the... 
I like that Thursday night cast. It was good. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. You get the thing is, you can tell you watch sports, but you get you get Aikman. I'm in on Aikman. I love him. I love him to death announcing games. I like that he's getting like more ornery. I love when he criticizes quarterbacks. Like he was already doing it. You can tell he's not like a huge Jalen Hurts fan because he like doesn't like play quarterback. Like he kind of yeah. runs way yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I love when he just gets old crotchety on quarterbacks. That's my favorite. Yeah, I like. I, I'm pretty sure it has to be in the contract that uh, Joe Buck, whenever he introduced him, has to say Hall of Famer Troy Aikman. I love it. I love that. <laughs> you know, Buck's got to lay out for Aikman. Like that's his job. Like, and Buck's great too. I love. I mean, that them yeah, on the call. He's, like, he's looking better this year. He looked rough at some points last year. Like his like his yeah. actual physical appearance. Yeah, just he looked like ghostly white and maybe he's just run down yeah i mean I don't dude what time of the year it could have been around the world series where i know he's jumping around all over the place he does a lot of calls but there's just something about like it's so true you just get conditioned when you watch enough where it's like if buck and aikman are on the call it's a big game like it's just a game that matters you know so it's just oh, yeah, like but now we got now we got kirk on thursday nights oh god dude kirk we got, you don't like kirk I will, Kirk and, uh, is it Al Michaels with him? Yeah, you're right. It's it's Al Michaels. You're right. Yeah. I wasn't as big a fan of Kirk. I, he was tr- I think I read something on Twitter that I kind of agreed with that I think he was so concerned about like, like not like just like, you know, he doesn't do NFL. I want to be like professional and show people that I know what I'm talking about that he almost like forgot to be like a human. I thought it's personality. Se- yeah. Totally. He seemed so yeah. robotic to me. I don't like Kirk on Buckeye games because you would you would think he went to Michigan with the way he talks about the fucking Buckeye. He does lean hard, like, dude. He is so critical, and it's like you know you went to school here, right, and played quarterback here. Yeah, I think it's just a classic overcompensation. He just doesn't want to get the Homer thing, so I think he's just like overly sensitive to that criticism. So he's like, okay, motherfuckers, there's no way you can criticize me for being like Buckeye yeah. Homer, you know? Yeah. But I say, like, I like Desmond Howard. Like, Desmond Howard said that Michigan was going to be in the, the playoff. I love it. I'm Desmond like, Howard is a crackpot. Did I, you see his playoff break? It was crazy, dude. <laughs> Michigan to A&M. A&M just lost. Was it Pitt? Pitt, yep. I can't and remember. some other, maybe Alabama. I don't know if he yeah, went yeah. that far off the... No, it was, uh, shit. I can't remember now. I can't I remember. It, I don't think it was a blue blood, though, dude. I think it was, like, a... No, it was Pitt, A&M, Michigan, and... Baylor. <laughs> Baylor, yep, that was it. They also already lost. Yeah, I mean, I love it, though. Like, I feel like, at this point, I feel like sports fans are so well-educated that, like, if, you, if you're if you a homer and you went there and you pick them, I, great, good for you. You know, like, I don't give a shit. Like, you went there. You should, you should, you know, like, objectivity at this point is such a... I mean, nothing we get is objective anymore, so just, like, who gives a shit, you know? Yeah, exactly. And uh, what about that Collinsworth video? Can you imagine if that came out today? Dude, that was amazing. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Yeah, so I, Luke Martin, I'm in my other league. <clears throat> or in my other league, Luke Martin posted that today from Reddit. And it's just like, holy cow. He's like, yeah, those, uh, those girls 14 to 18, they really like me. And then as soon as they're mature and they hit 18 i'm like, like oh my God, where are you going with this bro yeah i mean it was i mean even the segment in and of itself is just something that would no in no world would you could you imagine like on the fox nfl sunday show they were just like NFL 
Yeah, bachelors. Yeah, they're just like, hey, Justin Jefferson, tell us about how you just slay prior to games. Let us let us in on it. <laughs> like, how much yeah, pipe are you laying, man? Get up and do the just incredible, just an incredible segment. I mean, like, wow. Well, I mean, you're right. I mean, even the images, the hair. He like literally said he just walks around with hundred dollar. It's like, wow, this is yeah, <laughs> remarkable, yeah. remarkable. Although I gotta say, Collinsworth. Not unattractive, I'd say, when he was younger. Like, he was tall. He had, like, a decent head of hair on him. I'm sure he did well. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I mean, I'm sure you could do better with all the 70-plus women pickleball people you're coaching. (laughs) I'm sure they're all about it. To the certain demographic. Yeah, you know, to the certain demographic, sure. I mean, uh, you know, there's just a lot of old, lonely 70-year-olds, you know, that are just looking... Looking for just some companionship, you know. If they hit a couple pickleballs along the way, then all the world to them, you know. Yeah, I like that. That's good. You gotta get the side hustle going. A side hustle is important. Yeah, I mean, it's a. Uh, I had to cancel it tonight because of the rain, but uh, yeah, I mean, but neither neither here nor there. Uh, any other takes? So we, you know, I, there's still a, there's two other topics I want to discuss with you right now. Uh, one fantasy related, one not fantasy related or NFL related. But is there anything else you want to get off your chest? Um, my team's great. You guys suck. Your team is, is your team is great. Um, <laughs> I just hope we can pull one out. Justin Jefferson is not getting the targets in the first half, so they better <laughs> fucking clean that up when they go to halftime. My brother always says fantasy doesn't start until the second half, which I kind of agree with. Um, there you go. I uh, one thing we got to talk about your team. I'll just serve you up on a platter here. Garrett Wilson, hello keeper alert. Uh oh, uh oh. Arnold Palmy alert. No, I think I got him in the eleven. Oh, did you? I'm looking at it right now. Oh, yeah. you did. Shoot, I thought yeah, that said so ten. I didn't. I didn't draft this year, really thinking about a keeper, because I tried to do that last year, and then James Conner just came out of nowhere. It's like I'm just gonna see what happens this year, and then maybe after the year I'll just trade picks and pick up Get a someone. big keeper from someone else's roster. <laughs> that's I mean, I have to say though, like the keeper situation is gonna be tough this this next year. I'd say. Between, like, you know, there's only a certain amount of keepers that can't be kept because everyone kept them in those rounds, so there's 12 gone there. And then, you know, there's quite a few quarterbacks, you know, Kyler and Trey can't be kept. And, um, yeah, there's not a ton. The only one that's interesting is Bill with DeAndre Hopkins next year. That could be a nice little keeper for him. Yeah, I was thinking, like, if I didn't give up my 10th round pick, somebody, I mean, just draft Calvin Ridley in the 10th, drop him, and pick him up the last week of the year. Mm, hey. No one did that. But yeah, Garrett Wilson. Um, so I mean, I've watched him at Ohio State for years. I knew he was amazing that, like, his body control and just the plays he his If you throw that ball anywhere near him, he's coming down with it. And surprisingly to me, like, I don't know how much fantasy podcasts and content everybody else consumes, but, like, during the year when it's not draft season, those people don't watch college football really at all. It seems no, like, I agree. Talk about them during the draft, but they're just watching the highlights and they're watching everybody's highlights. So everybody looks amazing. But uh, yeah, the stuff that Garrett Wilson did yesterday didn't surprise me. It's just nice to see him get the targets. But I'm so worried about Zach Wilson coming back. Oh, I know, man. I mean, this just leave 41 year old Joe Flacco in there until he breaks down or his arm falls off that was my next topic this joe flacco beating the browns what a moment that was great i'm like yeah, I'm, browns move 
12. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Browns, I mean, I think pretty much the entire, like, fan base is probably rooting against the Browns unless you're an actual Browns fan. Um, but wow, to watch them lose that sort of game to Joe Flacco was stunning. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know how you let Corey Davis get loose like that. I don't either. I mean, it was just unbelievable, that game. And Joe Flacco, like, it, the thing was, is even last year, there were metrics that said Joe Flacco might be better than Zach Wilson. And oh, yeah. uh, this is this is problematic. Like, this is in the, this is a very bad place to be if you're the Jets, you know? Yeah, it, it just leaves it open to an interesting discussion. I'm surprised that it was Flacco to start the year and not Mike White after what he did last year. <laughs> I know. I Maybe mean, they, they remember his last outing with like four picks and they're like, okay. Yeah, I think he kind of, he seemed to be touched by God that one year. Um, yeah, I mean he's that got, one game. He's I, got, say. I don't know if it was a jersey or a ball or something in the Pro Football Hall of Fame from that game against the Bengals. Does he really? Yeah, he's got memorabilia in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because that was his first start, I think, and he threw for like four fifty. Yeah, I mean it was a remarkable day for Mike White, and and then I remember White Lotus was popular at that time, and Mike White was the creator of White Lotus, so there was a lot of white. Oh god! There was a lot of White Lotus jokes. It was just good, clean fun across the board. Oh, another deep bomb to oh, AJ Brown, but he couldn't come down with it. He's no Quez Watkins. <laughs> no, it was a bad throw. Shocker! The running back threw a bad pass. Oh, it was a running back play? No, it was Jalen Hurts throwing a deep pass. Ah, uh, yeah. Honestly, Jalen. Is obviously not a, a, a great thrower, but I think he's, he's killing it tonight. Holy yeah. shit. 14 of 16, 192, passing touchdown, rushing touchdown. He looks great. And it's not even halftime yet. Yeah, I'm, I've been impressed with Jalen, like, as far... I mean, again, he's never going to be, like, a Brady, but he's actually looked pretty good. There are a few balls he's thrown that I've been pretty impressed with. I think he's going to be... You know, Jalen's just one of those guys who, like, his character is just, like, something you want on your roster. You know, he's just a guy that doesn't doesn't fuck around, you know? Yeah, I think, oh, there goes your favorite guy, Boston Scott, scampering up the middle for 15. Short but, King. Uh, I think I think he's going to do fine this year, and he's going to, I mean, everybody's, not everybody, but there are people still talking about Gardner Menchu getting a, getting a start this year if he doesn't do well. No but kidding. I don't think that's ever going to happen. No, no, no. Gard, Gardner's going to be a fun backup journeyman, but I, I, I'll go, I, I do suspect one more like Gardner Minshew legend here. I, I'm not probably on the Eagles, but he'll get dished. He's pretty young still. I could see him kind of like having like a Case Keenum-like career where yeah. he goes on one little half playoff run, maybe gets you to a divisional round, maybe even a conference championship, and it's like, oh, Gar- it, I could just, it just feels like he has one more ride in him, you know? Bring him to Carolina. I'm all for it. Amen, brother. I mean, <laughs> these days. At least we'll have fun. Yeah. Um... So the only other uh, fantasy topic I wanted to broach with you, and this is just, I just want to end with a hot take and then we can get out of here. Who do you think has the worst team right now? Oh, I mean, uh, I mean it's, it's really a toss-up between two parties here. It's okay. either going to be Ian Kyle or Bennett. Oh, oh boy. So, I hate to say that, but I think... I think I gotta go with Bennett because Bennett, Ian Kyle has Eckler, and Herbert and Kelsey. Those three players can, like I say before, get him 70, 80 points between them three. Bennett losing Dak Prescott doesn't have that anymore with CD Lamb. And I mean, I know you liked Najee, but I don't see the 20, 30 point game from Najee coming. Yeah, you know, I I was hoping for the best from Najee, but it looks like uh, Bennett might have done oh me a God, solid. Dude, Jalen Hurts is a man. 
he just had like a thirty yard touchdown run. Oh boy. Well that might oh, end boy. That might end Gertz's life Holy there. Shit, dude. That was twenty six yards and he got he started getting tackled at like the five. Oh boy, yeah, you only wow, need six. Dude. More. Alex, remember when he was on your team? Oh. <laughs> that was fun. Boy, wow. Heartbreak in real time here. It's it's either Bennett or Ian Kyle like giving up that third rounder. It it just hurts. Like it 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 just you lose the depth. It does Uh, hurt. And you. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is I I I was when I initially did this exercise, I thought about throwing Tom's team in there. But the thing about Tom's team is like he's got Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper (laughs) Cup. Like it just. I mean, the dude, his first two games is 26.3 last week, 25.3 the week before. I mean, he already has over 200 yards and three touchdowns and 24 dude, receptions. He has, uh, if I'm remembering this correctly, I saw it on Twitter today. He has nine, at least nine straight games with 90-plus receiving yards. Yeah. No, 15. He has 15. It's crazy. I mean, like, it, it, and like it, I just don't understand how football... He makes football look... It's like you see all these wide receivers who like sh- clearly struggle to get open, and Cooper Cup routinely. There's people not within five yards of him. I just don't That's get it. Thing, yeah, dude, he's a big slot receiver. They just they scheme him up so like it, you can't unless you have someone just following him everywhere. He's gonna be, and he's still gonna be open unless you have two people following him. But if you do that, then it just it'll open up for other people to just gash him. Yeah. So I guess they're. Fine with Cooper Cup getting 15 targets a game. I mean, yeah, I would yeah, be too. He's incredible, dude. He really it's is so incredible. Oh, a, a wide receiver do this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a remarkable. Like, I just, I've never quite seen like just someone be so open oh all the time. Oh my God, Stephon Diggs just caught his third touchdown. Oh boy, Bills at 160. Good lord. Oh God, Bill is probably rock hard, right? As we say this. Oh, good for you, Bill. Ian Kyle, I think Ian Kyle's gonna be low man this week. Enjoy that. That's ten dollars. That was spend oh. those ten dollars wisely, Bill. Yeah, damn, dude, I love Diggs. I did. I, I love Diggs. Soft spot for Diggs. He took you to that. He took you to the championship and won it. He did. He was great that year. He's always great. I mean, he's just great. Great at his job. Always open. Josh Allen is a buzzsaw this year too. I mean, the dude yeah. like that yeah, team. Diggs. Diggs is the guy that set the precedent. I mean, like, when Diggs changed teams, like, I guess you hadn't seen it from Josh Allen the Bills yet, but right. he was a six-round pick. I remember because I was going to grab him when he came around, and then you took him. But, I mean, I could have grabbed him earlier, but that's the same year I drafted. Uh, oh, wait, no, that wasn't the Kenya Drake year. It might have been. Yeah, I think it was that year. That was like, the same year, yeah. The, the receivers that changed teams this year, Devontae, first round, back of, or back of first, early second. Yeah. Tyreek, second round or still. Like, the big names were still going early because everybody had seen what Diggs did. It's a great point. Yeah, I mean, in Tyreek, I mean, uh, that Tyreek-Waddle combo, I don't think I've ever seen anything in the NFL quite like it. I mean, how fun is that? They are just so yeah. fast. And it's like, it's how crazy. it's crazy to watch. It really the is. First, the first bomb touchdown. I mean, everybody all season, all you're hearing Tua can't make the deep throw. Tua's going to throw him. Can't make the deep throw. And then the first bomb, it didn't matter that he had to throw him by five yards because there was no one near Seriously. I mean, it's crazy. And then the second throw was perfect. And I don't know if you saw it today, but there was a somebody took the Tua throws and they flipped the screen. So it was like he was a right-hander and everybody was like, oh, man, his throwing motion looks so good. Like, no kidding. He, he looks like such a great quarterback just because they flipped it to the right-hand quarterback. Like, 
nobody they didn't they don't know how to evaluate the left-handed throwing motion oh that's like. interesting but yeah that, that's going around twitter it's it's uh, i mean everything looks normal until some, like a banner comes up on the screen and it's a mirror yeah it's interesting because like i feel like in most sports like soccer basketball tennis pickleball like being a lefty huge advantage like it's like really helpful <laughs> But for quarterback, for whatever reason, folks just, it kind of like breaks people's minds for lefties to be quarterbacks. For some un- unclear, I don't, is there any like rational reason why lefties the are... the only thing they talk about is just the spin on the ball is the other way around. Yeah, but I mean... It's the same thing with like left-footed punters. Yeah. I... And maybe, I, I, no, but otherwise I don't really get it. I mean, left-handers are mutants. But yeah, I mean, talk it to your brother. It just doesn't make any sense. Maya's been grabbing everything with her left hand to start. Hey, man, that could that could get you a D1 scholarship if you put her in the right sport, though. Oh, yeah. I don't know. What's, I, that's another thing, man. I'm, I'm just interested to see when she grows up what she wants to do. I mean, if she wants to golf, I will pay someone to teach her. <laughs> <laughs> I can't teach her. Maybe we'll take daddy-daughter lessons together. Mr. Dan. Oh, there teach, you go. Teach to golf. <laughs> Um, or maybe Spears. Maybe Spears nowadays. Oh, okay. Spears has been grinding all summer. I mean, he's been in the lab. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, dude, I remember when I caught the golf bug right out of school, and I was in Michigan with the schedule I was working. Uh, it's just, okay, so he's at work. It's the middle of the week. I don't know anybody. Yeah, I'm going to go golf. Yeah, you were golfing a lot. I mean, you loved the weather, too. Remember, you were so excited to get out of, like, the shitty Midwest weather, too. So you were Oh, just... yeah, dude, I love it now. I mean... So everything's a lot cheaper here. You live in California, everything's expensive. Very you guys expensive. all in Chicago, everything's expensive, but everything's cheap here. So like Sunday morning, got all my chores done, and it was about 85 and sunny, and I went outside, and I had like a 20-minute swim before the game started, just doing, getting a little cardio going, doing some laps. Keep that physique, uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, then I could drink 112 ounces <laughs> of light today. You earned it at that point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so Leslie and I we're getting married in, in California in 2024, and then I think we're gonna we're gonna hit the road. Um, and there, anyway, I, we're, there's definitely something to be said for like affordable living, you know. Like it's just there's it, there's a lot of value to that. I, I miss that. I I lived in Indianapolis, and things are reasonably priced there. Not so much in California, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, congratulations to you both. I mean, I know we talked about it in the group meet, but. Big step. Thank Congratulations it. to Joe and Kelsey. Yes. Congratulations to my brother and Maeve. A lot of engagements here. And then Ian got engaged a while ago, but he's also engaged. So we got a yeah. lot. There's Congrats murmurs. Yep, there's murmurs. Congrats to Ian Kyle coming yep. soon, I'm sure. Yep, I was just about to say, I think the what I've heard is a ring has been purchased. Or at least the diamond. Oh. At least the stone. I don't know. Yep. So That's awesome. A lot of big things on the way. But uh, yeah, we're right about at the hour here. Any other last thoughts, Chris? I, I I'll let you go here shortly, but um, Kirk Cousins needs to throw the ball to Justin Jefferson because Irv Smith just dropped a like thirty yard pass, and that needs to stop. I need Jefferson to get the ball. Yeah, I mean, hey, what well, you're down right now? Three points, looks like. Is that right? I, I haven't looked, but I have Jefferson in both my leagues, and I needed like a thirty-one point. Oh, Kirk, there's no one there. Who are you throwing the ball to there, buddy? I am. Uh, yeah, I, I needed like a 31 point game from Justin, but I will take the LM other league to beat my brother. Amen, brother. Amen. Um, well, hey, well, Chris, this has been an absolute uh, pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh, any other last thoughts before you go? Um, 0 
two doesn't look good on you, brother. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you heard right, it. Man. Yep. I loved it. Yep. It's great chatting. Uh, talk soon. Well, that is it for the pod, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again for joining us. I know it's been a delay. I'll do my best to keep it going, but in the the meantime, good luck to everyone and stay healthy out there. Till we talk again.